Corky Bennett, is he a jazz pianist, virtuoso accordionist, hip singer, stand-up comic? How about all of these and more? Legendary Nevada entertainer Corky Bennett is considered by the media, entertainment buyers, and most importantly, the public, to be one of the most unique musical comedy artists in the business today. I was down at the Katati Accordion Festival and was a little shocked when... They introduce Northern Nevada legend Corky Bennett, and I'm like, wait a minute, how come I don't know Corky? Well, welcome to the show. Good morning to you. <laughs> yes. So let, let's talk about the fact that, you know, whenever I tell anybody I'm going to the Katati Accordion Festival and they say the accordion, they look at me like I'm cross-eyed. However, some of the best music I ever hear in my life is every year when I go to that festival. So let's talk about how you became a legend. <laughs> well, Sherry, I started playing accordion in about 1954. At that time, Dick Cantina was a big, big star. And he had just won the Horace Hyde Show in 1948, I guess. He was all over the radio. And I told my mom, I said, when I grow up, I want to be an accordion player. And she said, Corky, you can't do both. <laughs> so, so I became an accordion player, and I, I started taking lessons. In, I'm from Seattle. I started taking lessons, and I would get on the, the city bus and travel a half an hour downtown to Seattle and carry my accordion six blocks to my teacher. But I didn't think about that. I was, I was 12. What did I carry? You know? Right. But, and then two years later, I started teaching, and I was in bands, and I started playing. And, and, and then I got out of high school, and I got a job teaching accordion in Fairbanks, Alaska, and that was in 1960, and I had 50 students a week. And I was teaching every day, all day, in my sleep, and all day long, you know, just teaching, teaching, teaching. And then I started working in nightclubs up there and uh, playing with bands, and then I started getting into the Nevada circuit and started. My very first job in Nevada was in Searchlight, Nevada. Oh, wow. <laughs> big, I, big audience. I, th I thought I made the big time, boy. <laughs> And then later on, I started working in Reno and Lake Tahoe and Las Vegas. Well, that's awesome. And, and I know, you know, uh, one of the questions I do want to ask you is, you know, why should kids today think about playing the accordion? Well, you know, people make fun of the accordion sometimes. And it's, uh, I think it's due to, it's, uh, it's kind of synonymous with polkas and things like that. Which is fun music. Oh, it's you a know, blast. it's great music, yeah. but it's still it's it's a little. It's my grandparents' yeah. music, right? <laughs> but accordion is an amazing instrument because you can play every style of music on the accordion. You can play polkas, uh, you can play uh, country music, you can play jazz, you can play rock and roll, and it's the most expressive instrument there is. And whenever you see an accordion, people get happy when they hear the accordion. It's it's. They make fun of it, but they, they get happy. They start clapping their hands and dancing, and they have a great time. When I do listen to the accordion is there is joy yes. in it. You know, people are laughing, and they're smiling, and they're moving, yeah. and they're dancing. Yeah. And it's just uh, it, fascinating because when you look at the instrument, I mean, there's a lot of buttons and keys. And and it's kind of like walking and chewing gum at the same time. You know, and you... How do you master it? Yes. <laughs> 
Well, it's like anything else. There's no shortcuts to learning music. You have to just practice every day and take lessons every week. And I have, I, to this day, I have seven, eight students, accordion students here in town in Reno. Awesome. So are you gonna are you gonna get us a festival up here so I don't have to travel well, over the mountain? Know, I've thought about. <laughs> I did one in Grass Valley a few years ago. It was very very. It was a lot of fun. We had great players, and uh, I, I'll demonstrate a couple of songs on the accordion. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah I'll play. A, maybe start with a polka. Kind of wake people up this yes, time of the morning. Thank you. <laughs> It's called the Pennsylvania Polka. Well, how do you sit still? No, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> now, you are well, you also... you play the accordion, you can't move too well. Well, yeah. that I understand, but I mean, I'm talking about audience. audience I mean, it, I it just, you want to get up and you want to move. Let's talk about the fact that you're also somewhat of a comedian. Well, yes. I've been doing, <laughs> I've been doing comedy. I'll tell you how that started. When I was a kid, I was always silly, you know. But I, I had a partner, uh, his name was Buddy Raymond, and... He's now 90 years old. He's playing guitar down at Phoenix. He's been the same place for 21 years. But I met Buddy in 1963 at the Golden Hotel in Reno. It's now Harris. But it was the Golden Hotel then. And uh, we started doing things together, doing shows together. And then we got booked up in Juneau, Alaska. And the, the owner of the hotel said, okay, we want a show on Friday and Saturday. I said, great, what's a show? <laughs> So, Buddy, my partner, he says, okay, he says, I've been doing a lot, of, I was straight man for a lot of com comics and things like that. I'll teach you. So, he started teaching me these lines, comedy lines, and then you couldn't shut me up. I got, I was, he created a monster. <laughs> but that kind of makes me unique in the accordion world because accordion players are, they're, in these festivals, they play serious music. Oh, they're studious. Yes. They're, they're PhDs yeah. almost, yes. you know. And so <laughs> I, I bring uh, craziness to these to these events. So. That's, that's awesome. And and you do play still locally. Uh, you play at the Bavarian World. Bavarian World every Saturday night. I was at, uh, I started my Reno career here in 1993, I think. It was the old Columbus restaurant on the, arena, on the river down there on Sierra Street by the theater, where the theaters are now. Yeah. And I was there until it flooded in 19, January 1st, 1997. And then uh, I got booked at the El Dorado. I played at the piano bar there for two and a half years. And then I went to the Venetian Hotel in Las Vegas. I would play an accordion with the Venetian Opera Trio. And I would accompany these two opera singers, uh, a world-class baritone and a world-class soprano. And they would give me these opera, Italian opera scores of like 96-piece opera, and I'd have to condense it down to two part of the an accordion part. So I did, and we'd walk around. We did we did eight five-minute shows a day in the in the mall at the Venetian Hotel. Wow. 
And then that lasted two and a half years. Then I came back to I went to the Siena Hotel. That lasted two and a half years. <laughs> it seems like I play a place two and a half you, years. You, you have a yeah long uh, <laughs> history of two and a half years. <laughs> uh, well, it's you know it's a heavy instrument, and so that's one of the things that this is my lightweight accordion. Uh, this weighs twenty one pounds. Uh, the one that I just traded in was twenty six pounds. But I have a little problem with my feet these days, so I have a little lighter accordion. Yeah, and then, of course, they can get even smaller yeah. when you get down into the, what or, are they? Well, the, yeah, students start out on 12 bass accordions. Well, I'm going to encourage people to think about the accordion because I know that, you know, all the musicians I've seen over the years down at the festival, and you travel around the world and see top-notch musicians from all over the world, too, and... Everybody's having a good time. Yeah. Festivals are fun. Yeah. We worked in, uh, we do the, when I was with Dick Cantina, we did the Italian festival in Milwaukee and Chicago every year. And uh, we'd play to 20,000 people a show. It was huge. Well, do you think it's making a comeback? I mean, you said you well, have seven or eight I, students. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's a, there's a uh, small contingent of accordion fans in, in town here. And, and I get, Accordion students, well, any music student, they, they come and they go, but I, mine have stayed with me for a few years. Two and a half years, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. no. Your track record, that's no, lovely. They, they've stayed with me for quite a while, and uh, I, I've learned to enjoy teaching them, and love, I love my students. They're great. They become friends. So it, is it easier if I'm learning the piano to then switch to the accordion, or should I start with the accordion well, I, and then? I think everybody... I don't care if you're playing violin or trumpet or singing, you should start with piano theory because that presents a musical picture and it's easy to grasp. You can't, you can't see music on a guitar or a trumpet, but on a piano you can see how it's laid out and the sharps and the flats and it makes sense on a piano. Absolutely. So I, I wrote a book called What Your Music Teacher Should Have Taught You and it's about piano theory. And you've also written some I'm going to say best-selling songs. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Well, has somebody I, bought them? I, I can't. I, if I sang them on the radio now, you'd never do another radio show. <laughs> but you do. You have, uh, there was a Christmas song. I did. I, yeah, I wrote a Christmas song. Yes, I did. And so people can hear the, I, I am going to encourage people to go out to your website. My website, they can click on that and uh, it'll take them right to iTunes where they can download it. Yeah, so this is Corky Bennett, who is the king of Reno. And CorkyBennett.com. Yes, and so he's got, certainly you can check out his schedule, you can listen to his music, and you can book him. Yes, you can book me and you can see old time pictures of me when I was, 12 years old playing the accordion. But there's a lot of pictures of me with Dick Contino, and there was a famous uh, jazz accordion player named Art Van Dam. He was the most famous jazz player in, in the world. And pictures with me and, and, and Art and Dick. and I got to know everybody. Myron Florin from the Lawrence Welk Show. and I, I, I got to know all these people through my association with Dick Somebody, I heard recently that the reason that the accordion took a dive, I think, is because of the Lawrence Welk show. Is well, it because I don't understand why? Well, but they just they did music for uh, mature audiences, and the kids couldn't relate to it. Rock and roll was, I mean, the well, the Beatles Welk, showed up. Yeah, the Beatles showed up, <laughs> and Elvis, and and it, it was just yeah. it was a, just a change of 
music. And, but Lawrence Welk was very popular with uh, mature people. Right. So he didn't encourage the youth to step no, up. and. No. I mean, yeah. you, you never heard rock and roll on Lawrence Welk. Show. No, no, you didn't. So anyway, Corky, we have to go to break. We come back. Oh, I hope we come back. Oh, we are coming back. And I, I want to hear you. some more of your music and learn you. more about uh, what you're doing and why people are still hiring you. So stick yeah. with us. We'll be right back. If you serve on a nonprofit board or are considering joining one, better understand what it takes to make a positive contribution in your community. Sherry Hill, through Truckee Meadows Community College, is teaching smart strategies to build a dynamic profit board. Three Monday night sessions from October 7th through October 21st. Visit the TMCC Workforce Development Community Education website for more information about the class. Smart strategies to build a dynamic nonprofit board. Corky Bennett, the King of Reno, has appeared on many network television shows and has served as musical director for many name acts, including superstar accordionist Dick Contino. Yes. Corky, hit it. It's been said that you're totally unpredictable and do, you know, you're going to do whatever it takes to make your audiences have a good time. What does that mean? Well, I just, you know, I, <laughs> I get inspired when I'm on stage. <laughs> Look at that picture. That's me in the top That's right. That's you right there, yeah, yes. I was, I was 12 years old. Wow. Too bad this isn't TV. <laughs> no, but I, I do a lot of comedy, but it's, I'm not, I'm not what you call a spontaneous comedian. I, 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 I've, come up with five or six things that really work every time. And I, it's take, it takes a lifetime to come up with a 30-minute show. It really does. Yes. Because you have to hone the jokes so they fit you. Not everybody can tell the same joke and make it funny. But I've, I've worked on a few, you know. Well, it's inspiring because, as you mentioned, you're in your 70s and you're still out there entertaining and having yeah. a great time. And, and I would guess that the accordion has helped you stay young. Yes, it has. It has. You know, and the reason I, I'm staying so long at the Bavarian World is because I built up this huge bar tab and I have to pay it <laughs> off. <laughs> well, that would make sense. And you're there every Saturday night. From is, 6 to 8.30. 
and that just sounds like a blast. So I'm definitely going to get there. So let let's talk a little bit about you know your touring schedule, right? Yeah, I don't tour as much as I did, but uh, back in the uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even 90s, I toured 52 weeks a year. Wow! In those days, we an eight we had agents, and they would book us two weeks at this club. Two weeks at another club, and every, every two weeks you moved, and we stayed in motels and and starved. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, well, let's talk about you know you've made a business and a career not just with the accordion. I know you're, yeah. uh, you know, other piano and things yeah, like I that. I play piano, but I also have a company. It's called Tracks by Corky, and I make rhythm tracks on the computer for other musicians, like singles, uh, singers, and. Uh, saxophone players or, or am- amateur people, like if you just play the guitar at home and you want to have something to sing along with, impress your girlfriend or your boyfriend, you know, it's that's they're great. And I do that all day long. I, I produce so these you, tracks. So because this is a business show, let's talk yeah. about the business side of being a musician. Yeah, well, that's part of it. You, know, but <laughs> you have to be creative. Yeah, I, but I've been a producer. I've I've, there's a picture of me. <laughs> there's Art Van Damme oh, and Dick Cantino. That's Dick Cantino there, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and see, in the one on the bottom right, that's Art Van Damme there. But uh, what were we talking about? Yeah, oh, producing. The, the, the business, business of, of music. music. <laughs> yes. In my life, I've produced shows. I produced a Sinatra concert one time, or I helped, helped produce it anyway, in Las Vegas. And it was for the Musicians Benevolent Jazz Fund. And it was... Um, put together by a guy named Monk Montgomery, who was a very famous jazz bass player in those days. And uh, he was dying, and he wanted to do something for other musicians who couldn't afford their medical bills. And uh, he put this show together. He he called Sinatra and Sarah Vaughn and, and uh, Louis Bellson, the drummer, and they all volunteered because they loved Monk. So he was dying, so he came to us, my girlfriend and I, we put it together, and we we sold 4,500 tickets at the Aladdin Theater for the Performing Arts for Frank Sinatra's show, and uh, we, we got to meet Frank, and we had heard that Frank wanted uh, all this liquor, you know, like he wanted, like, Jack Daniels and this, so we had the whole bar stocked for Frank Sinatra. You know what he wanted? What? Lipton tea and, Lipton tea and honey. Oh, <laughs> very good. <laughs> so he, so he uh, was putting on a show, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Let's, um, well, I like to hear the fact that you produce shows because you and I are going to have more conversation. I think I mentioned that I'm the chair of the Four Kids Foundation, and one of the things I want to do for next year is have a polka tent. A polka tent. (laughs) So now I know the guy to reach out to you, Corky Bennett. I'm your guy. And I know you have some uh, great uh, relationships out there, certainly in the music world, but in the polka world as well. And so we'll be talking about that. But one of the, um, you know, things that I, I find so interesting is that because you are playing the accordion, I know there is a, a resurgence of people starting to look at it again. Yeah. You give lessons. I do. Let's, let's talk about that. Are you finding that uh, some of the kids that you're giving lessons to are inspired and want to keep going? Oh, yeah. I have yeah. I have one student. I have several people that, you know, some students stay at the same level forever. They have, they have an aptitude for it. They don't, you know. Uh, but I have one virtuoso. She's fantastic. Yeah. I uh, One of my friends, I was trying to get to go down to the accordion festival 
uh, it brought up a memory where he literally wrote his parents a note and said, if you enforce me to learn the accordion, I'm going to run away. Yes, I've heard that story many, many times in my life. I, I, I had one student, <laughs> he came to us, I said, you got to practice every day now. So he came to us lesson the next week, he had a hole in his bellows where he took a pencil and poked a hole in his bellows so his accordion wouldn't work. Ah. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> But that, that happens with all, I don't care if you play trumpet or... Yeah, any, any, if you're you not inclined it, for you it. You have to love it. You have to love it. And you have to love the lifestyle, especially you see all these young folks, they think, oh, I can put something out on YouTube and I'm all of a sudden an international sensation. It takes, but a, it takes a lifetime. It takes a lifetime yeah. and it takes uh, hard work and commitment. But what you give back to your audiences... Well, that's, that's a good point because I get more fun and happiness from my audience, you know? I mean, I enjoy playing, don't get me wrong, I love it. But I, when, if I can make somebody happy out there, it really helps, it's helped me through life, you know? Absolutely, well, I, I saw one of the quotes, says, uh, National Enquirer said, you're great, but not worth the paparazzi. <laughs> well, I may have written that myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was funny and uh, really looking forward. So let's let's talk about if people want to reach out to you because you do private parties, private events. Um, they can reach you at 775-870-1509 or go out to CorkyBennett.com and all kinds of information, certainly your bio, where you're playing. Yeah, yeah. I, I build websites for people. Oh, you do? I built that website, my, my website. Yeah. Well, it's very good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so so you, you didn't make it enough as a musician. <laughs> now you got to build website. Well, you know what I do? <laughs> I, I wear about six different hats. I, I play music out, you know, in the public, and I teach, and I write charts for people on, with the notation software. I build websites. I, I do uh, background tracks recording in my recording studio. I do a lot of stuff. You're busy. But it's all its all connected to music and show business somehow, you know. All the websites I build are for entertainers. I don't build websites for banks or anything like that. Ah, okay. Well, that's good to know, too. And so I've been chatting with um, our very own Northern Nevada legend, Corky Bennett. And if you are someone that really wants to have a, uh, a great show for your personal event or just to get out and support Corky, who plays at the Peavine Eats and Ales. Yeah, twice a month. It used to be called Baba's, and now it's called the Peavine Eats and Ales, although I think the sign still says Baba's. Ah, okay. And then also uh, the Bavarian World, uh, Saturdays, 6 to 8.30 p.m. That should be a lot of fun. So, Corky, before we wrap up this show, uh, give us a, a final thought about, you know, why why we need to support accordion players well because because we're poor <laughs> <laughs> i need the money <laughs> so hire we'll work for for well, food right yeah, i'm not quite to that point where right? i'm on the freeway exit you know but no no it's yeah. it's been a fun life it has been it's been uh, music is sometimes very lucrative sometimes not so lucrative but it's been pretty good i'm still here i'm i'm surviving and uh, i'm i think i'm the probably the only accordion player professional works works all the time in Reno. There's another. I have a friend, John Covarelli. He's he's 90, but I think that's the last of them. Wow. Know? 
And um, a couple of my students ha have the, the possibility of becoming professionals, but that's probably a few years away. All right, so we gotta keep encouraging you to get out yeah. there and play. Why don't you take us out with a, a great song? Okay, listen, I'll play some country music. Goodbye, Joe, me gotta go, me oh my oh. Me got to go pull the P-Road down the bio. My Yvonne, sweetest one, me oh my oh. Son of a gun, we're gonna have big fun on the bio. Hey, jambalaya, crawfish pie, Philly gumbo. For tonight, I'm gonna see my Michelle meal. Pick guitar, fill the jar, and big ale. Son of a gun, we're gonna have big fun on the bio. Here's some Cajun. Thank you.